Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
a massive movement is going on. Melanin is being destroyed. But the system of white supremacy says, I will be able, by offering grants, I will be able by offering jobs, to tell you that you are the cause of the death of black people. I'll be doing it, but I'll make you focus on yourself and try to figure out how you can destroy one another. I'll do it to you in Rwanda. I'll set up the Hutu and I'll set up the Tutsis. I will give each group all the weapons they need. And I say, now I have taught you to hate your melanated selves. Now you fight each other. I'll do it to you on the streets in Los Angeles. I'll set up one group the Crips and another group the Bloods. I'll set up all kind of Muslim groups and say, fight each other. I know I can get you to do it because I have programmed you for thousands of years to hate black. But if we don't see that this war is on the table, we will go off focusing on something else altogether, and the slaughter will continue. So I say, and I know you've heard me say this before, that when I say that the system of racism, white supremacy, is the critical thing that we must focus on because that is what is waging war against us. The white people came up with a plan some years back, Global 2000, in which they said it's too many people of color on this planet. By the year 2000, it's necessary to get rid of two billion. They are about business. They are about serious business, removing as they deem necessary the people of melanin on this planet. If we do not understand and make an analysis that this is fundamental, it is this dynamic that is taking us out. Everything that we look at, everything else, I believe, and I could be wrong, but as it comes to me, it will be in vain. Everything that we are studying is important. Everything that we look at has high level significance. But if we are not understanding this massive war and what is at stake, I believe we will not be able to apply our energy force in a laser type manner so that we really begin to neutralize the war that is coming at us. To me, it is critically essential for us to develop or to articulate a new world order of And that was the late, great, legendary Dr. Francis Cress Welsing.
Uh, I want to welcome everybody to uh, We Are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. We are featuring today uh, unapologi- unapologetically black liberals with myself and Brother Dan Lee. And uh, we're going to go more on the Dr. Wellsmo. I want to bring Brother Dan Lee, who is a graduate of DuSable, retired railroad worker, has been on the show a few times, and I was impressed enough and continue to be impressed enough to have asked him to be a part of this network, and I'm still humbled that he has agreed to do so. So I want to bring on Brother Dan Lee. Dan, how's it going, man? Oh, great, man, great. And once again, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. I uh, I had to, uh, I started to even come in with Dr. Wilson without even any music because I wanted to definitely say something about her and uh, how much of a legend that she is. It's unfortunately that more people don't know of her. Uh, what, what, what is your take and what are your thoughts on uh, Dr. Welsing? I know that you are very much familiar with her and her work. Oh, yeah. Um, the ISIS papers and the, you know, which basically was an explanation and a, a study of uh, the history of racism, basically. Uh, one thing I did uh, find out about her recently, a lot of people didn't know that she really didn't like scandal. <laughs> she didn't care for scandal. She grouped that together oh, with slave. She didn't like that at all. She doesn't I, I was not the scandal that. itself. <laughs> you know that that type of television. So she's right. like linking that to some of the white supremacist uh, brainwashing type things. I just thought I'd throw that out there because that's not a lot, that's not something a lot of people know about her. But she is a giant. An intellectual giant, you know, and uh, you know, I just learn. I just listen, read, and learn whenever you know I hear something from her or read something about her. I just uh, basically just study her because I can't add anything to what she says. All I can do is absorb it. Brother, I tell you, I, I was uh, when she speaks, I'm just in a suspended state of animation with nothing working but my ears, man. The only thing go. on is my ears. Because it goes in, and she puts it so precise and so plain, and doesn't make it complicated at all, and it makes so Not much sense. When I first started the show, uh, this is my third year, I think my sixth show, I decided to, you know, I, let me go ahead and reach out and see if I can just, you know, let me reach out to somebody who I, who I really respect and really would like to have on the show. And I, I called her. I called her office. I left her a message. And she blew my mind, man. She called me back that evening. And I couldn't believe I was talking on the phone to her. Okay. You know, for me personally, this is, this is deep. This is equivalent to someone back in the 60s calling and leaving a message for Malcolm X, and he calls them back. Right. I can imagine. To me. Yeah. To me. I could not believe it. I'm still humbled by it. Uh, I talked. We talked for a while. Uh, she agreed to come on the show. Uh, she gave me an hour and a half interview. Uh, we had no caller, so I had it all to myself. And I tell you, brother... That was the highest-rated show that I've had to this day, and uh, I'm still humbled by it. And I, I treasure the fact that I had a chance to converse with this legend uh, on my That's show. One for the archive, for the sure. That's definitely, That's definitely one for the ages. Absolutely. And what I'm going to do is dedicate on every one of my shows that I host uh, a, a clip of her uh, speaking. And I'm going to—I wish I had time today. I would have. Uh, cut out some clips from the interview that I had with her, but I'll have that uh, on on the next show uh, mm-hmm. with her, her and myself interview. That is a treasured moment, and I really, really think she is a legendary giant, and I wish people, if they didn't know about her, get on Google and find out. She has all kind of material on YouTube. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I found out about, about her dislike of the uh, you know some of today's TV programming. 
great, great, great. It, it broke my heart. I was going to try to, uh, well, I believe on the 20, 23rd they're having services, but it's, it's more of a memorial concept. If she was going to have a traditional services where I could see her, I would have gone. Yeah, I understand that. Cause, you know, that, I don't, I don't like going to uh, funerals and memorial services, but I think I would have had to had to try to make that one. Yeah, that, yeah, I try to avoid those, especially when I think it's you know a, a very popular person like a celebrity or something. I stay I stay away from those. But somebody like right. that, I go to pay tribute. Go to pay tribute to a, you know to to a mind like that. But I, I definitely wanted to, to get uh, Dr. Wellsing to work with Wellsing, and, and I'm not finished with Dr. Wellsing because, like I said, uh, she's going to be a part of at least a ten ten minutes or so part of every one of my shows with some. Uh, if I can spread her knowledge out there to the people through my show or through our shows, then uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to take that time to do it, man. Yeah, that sounds Ooh. like a worthwhile endeavor. Yes, definitely, because we need it. So we need it bad. And it, yes, and, and the clip that I played was, was still startling when I, when I hear her, because a lot of times, and, and I won't go in the whole show on Dr. Wilson, but I've got to say this. This is what I do. A lot of times I'll go on YouTube and create a playlist. This is even to this day. And I'll get a uh, a couple of uh, audios for Dr. Welsing. I'll make it nearly full of Umar Johnson. I'll try to find some Dick Gregory to hit with Claude Anderson. Uh, mm-hmm. think That's of, another think hit of the Mark, uh, Anderson. Yeah, and I go to sleep to it. I play it until I fall asleep. Okay. And, I, and when I wake up, they're still playing. That different one is playing. So I, this, this is what I go to sleep by. This, this, I don't go to sleep with television and music. I go to sleep with talk and education every night. Mm-hmm. But damn man, it's a whole lot of stuff going on, man. What's what's been what's been getting down on? What's, let's, let's go into your uh, your. Uh, as a matter of fact, if anybody wants to call, neck of the woods. Uh, when it yes, comes sir, to my neck of the woods over here, well, you know it's, yeah, let me it's get, crazy. Let me get the, crazy, let me, and I like you know the, the uh, new. I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, let me get this. I was wanted to announce the phone number to the people who are listening who may not oh, know. Oh, If you want to call and chime in and be heard, it's seven one eight six six four. Nine five one three seven one eight six six four nine five one three. Brother Dan, you got the wheel. Okay, um, I just heard today, like this interim police chief that uh, Rahm Emanuel has appointed, Escalante, has now applied for the permanent job. Now, the fact that this cat is in there oh, hell. at all, at all, is an insult. Simply because he could possibly be one of the co-conspirators in his cover-up since he signed off on all those phony reports. And he is now our police chief. I, I don't know how much more insulting it gets. Uh, they didn't even mention any possible African-American candidates. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, it just seems like they just want to see if they can just push us, push us to the limit and see if we have an insult level. Some people don't seem to have a problem with that. They seem to think that since the police department is so utterly corrupt, uh, what's, what's one more bit of corruption? And it's just it's, it's just amazing to me. And they're about to release uh, release a new video where they've gunned down another suspect uh, about three years ago, and they've held on to it for these years. Of course, no charges have been filed against anyone. IPRA, the, the task force that preceded IPRA, uh, the state's attorney's office led by the worthless Anita Alvarez, Nobody has done anything about this. And another cat was gunned down, even though he, he had uh, committed a crime or jacked a car or something like that, but they lied and covered up that they, they emptied their guns on this cat, too. I mean, I understand, you know, I'm all oh, about taking, uh, locking up criminals and stuff. I got no problem with that. 
But the yeah, punishment yeah, is supposed yeah, to be the crime, and, and the, a policeman is not supposed to be judge, jury, and executioner. And this is what has been accepted practice here in Chicago for way too long. Not just Chicago, actually, because you, uh, there's a, another video coming out in L.A. Uh, that they fight in the release. Uh, we all know about the situations in Ohio. Uh, you got uh, you got them in uh, Wisconsin. You got quite a few quite a few cities where you know the cops have overstepped their boundaries and decided to execute people rather than apprehend, detain and apprehend them, which is their job. It is not their job to execute people or to you know to pass judgment on people, but they want to, they decide they want to execute people and they're getting away with it. Well, they're doing. Much- uh- they're doing now in blue uniforms what they uh, don't have to do now in white sheets and hoods, man. They have, they, while we're being entertained, they're infiltrating law enforcement, the court system, the school system, and everything else, television, radio, music. Absolutely. And we, we, uh, they have uh, the Republicans, and I have to say Republicans because they are the ones that put these people in place, these conservatives that belong to these, uh, I forget the name of the college where so many of them came out of, but they are ultra-conservatives. They come from the same school of thought that people like Judge Scalia, you know, in the Supreme Court, Scalia, Roberts, uh, Thomas, people like that. And that's the way they think. And they have they have really locked down the legal system, and they're going to have it for a while because it's almost impossible to get one of those damn judges out of there. That's not, and then the prosecutors, well, we know what that's all about. Uh, there's only been one case of prosecu- prosecutorial misconduct that I know of in the country's history. I mean, that that, that in and of itself is a crime. I mean that's almost that's almost statistically impossible, but they get away with they get away with framing people, they get away with uh, tampering with evidence, they get away with stacking grand juries. They, they're they're damn near invincible, and they've been doing it. Uh, sometimes they do about they do it to whole cities. Down in Texas, they did a whole city like that, and just recently, I forget what this other city was, where they have uh, they have ruined the lives of two or three generations of people that have been doing it for about thirty forty years. And they've ruined the lives of hundreds of people down there. And so far, nothing's been done about it. I should have looked that up before I got on the phone, but I just thought I, I just thought about that when you know we got to talking about prosecutors and uh, the justice system. But that's one case that really needs to be exposed. It has been talked about, but it hasn't hit mainstream media the way it's supposed to. And when you mentioned about the, the insult level, I've been kind of talking about that, the insult level lately. I try to call it out when I see, okay, here goes another one, right in your face insult. And this oh, yeah. lady had the nerve, had the damn nerve to say she ain't done nothing wrong. Yeah, she actually has the temerity to say that. And she says it with an attitude, like, how dare you imply? How dare you? Brother Dan, listen to this clip. You probably heard this, but this is the other clip she made about she ain't. Listen to the demeanor and, 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 and the uh, how she sounds and her whole, her whole tone. It's only a couple of minutes. Let me play this here for the people. Sure. Here we go. I am. 
people who are calling for my resignation aren't the people of Cook County. The people who are calling for my resignation are politicians, seasoned politicians, all with political agendas, and all with some kind of connection to the person who's running an opponent against me. Yeah, 16 shots in the cover. I, I, I don't know if that audio was good enough, I, I, it, but anyway, she was saying that uh, it, it's all political uh, motivation, and she's not going to resign, and just her whole tone of voice, man. What is, I mean, what do, you, what do you take from this lady? She is one of the most arrogant. She is one of the most arrogant, uh, insensitive. Just she is an evil woman. I mean, you can yes, see yes. it comes out of her pores. I mean, yes. people want yes. to concentrate on the McDonald case, but there are several cases where she has spat in the faces of the black community. Uh, this one cop, uh, not Dante Servant, who's the other, the other guy's name? I can't think of his name right now, but oh, he killed a man named Francis Farmer. The man's laying on the ground, and the guy, cat walked and, and emptied his gun into, into Francis Farmer, and she refused to even charge him. He, get, he was fired, but he was never charged. She refused to do it, claiming that since he thought he saw a gun, which turned out to be a cell phone, and the man was laying on the ground already still. He said he might have still been alive, and he put kill shots into this man on tape, and she refused to do anything about that, refused to charge right, him. Yeah, I, I can. I will, right. as a matter of fact, I posted it on my, on my page a few times. I, I can send it to you if you want like to see it. It's just amazing. And then what she what she did to Howard Morgan, what she did oh, to Howard Morgan was beyond the pale. I mean, he was acquitted. Well, are you familiar with? Well, just in case for the audience, Howard Morgan was oh, an ex-railroad yeah. cop. I'm familiar with him. Go ahead. Yeah, but just for the audience, they may not may not know Absolutely. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, the Howard Morgan case, a uh, black railroad policeman uh, on his way home, he stopped by three. I forgot. I don't know. It may have been three or four white plainclothes cops. They shot him 28 times, claiming that he shot at them, okay? But after all the tests, you know, they destroyed some of the evidence, but all the evidence they could find, they couldn't find any evidence of a gun or anywhere where he had he did anything to these cats. But they tried to kill him. They executed him. They tried to execute him. He thought he was dead. But he survived this. He was in his hospital bed convalescing, and they kept him in chains all the time he was convalescing from these 28 shots. Then they charge him with murder just based upon the testimony of the cops yep. with no physical evidence whatsoever. He was acquitted. Not acquitted, a hung jury or something like that. I think it was a hung jury. And she went back and tried him again and got a conviction and sent him to jail for, I guess, for absorbing those 28 bullets because they had nothing else on this man. No reason for this whatsoever. Nothing was ever done about it. But she went back. She did double jeopardy on this man. I mean, this is the kind of stuff she's. This is the kind of stuff she's been doing for for years. And I've been calling for a resignation for for at least two years, minimum. I, I went to our village right. hall meeting. Talked to our people, our people here in the city hall in the south south suburbs, and said we need to start a campaign against Anita Alvarez because she's very hostile to the black community. I tell you what, brother Dan, uh, I was talking to uh, brother Jimmy Williams. About this mm-hmm. money, we you know, uh, and uh, this coming March is yeah, that's probably right. that's the election. One, one of the most important. If the future of Chicago is in March in this state's attorney's Cook uh, County state's attorney's election, because if Chicago don't come through and take care of business here, Chicago is done. 
in my opinion. Unless but who can we blame? Government does. Yeah, who can we blame if oh, we well. don't do this? We have well, nobody else to blame but us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have no one yes, left to blame. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. People, I, 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 people stop, stop asking for, stop demanding and calling for her resignation. I don't want her to resign. I'd rather the people fire her in March, two months away. Yeah, it's not it's not far at all. So they need to go on and deal with that. I would, you know, my my first instinct was that I thought that she, you know, should have been forced to resign. But then I hadn't realized, you know, how close the election was. So I said, let's go for that. Oh yeah, and, and send a resounding message to the, the entire uh, political system here in Illinois. So right now, uh, you know, the we have what they call the slating board of uh, the, the Democratic committee. At first, they, they refused to pick a candidate, but now uh, they're going to have another hearing, and I think they're going to go with Kim Fox, who was my choice, which would be a huge Absolutely. boost for her because she was virtually an unknown when all this started. And, and she, my understanding is they, they just recently had a, uh, a a debate or something with uh, Kim Fox. I, I, I heard it on VON. I heard a little clipping of it that Echo uh, mm-hmm. Navarre did the chant. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I, I didn't hear the debate, but I heard a, a, a clip just like you did. Okay. And so I don't really know much about that because I didn't even know what was coming on. So I just got a piece of it. So I don't really know enough about to really comment on that. But it, uh, if, the Cook, if the Cook County Democratic Committee gets behind Kim Fox, that is huge simply because of all the finances and the resources that will be at her disposal, whereas before she had nothing. Well, this woman, uh, Alvarez, has become such a liability. Even old-time yes. politicians here are backing off of her, with the exception. I see Michael Madigan and Ed Burke are still supporting Alvarez. Other than those two, I don't know of any big names that are supporting her. Well, I hope people understand, and uh, if they can just, you know, break what they're doing for a moment and get up off their knees and go ahead and, you know, they can you go ahead and vote, and you can come back and, you know, pick up where you left off. But you got to get that vote in and get this lady out of there because, Eventually, it's going to be one of your kids, one of our kids, somebody else's kid. You know, I, I hate it when my son comes back to Chicago to visit from Arkansas from school. I hate it when he mm-hmm. goes back home. But, uh, yeah, they and kids, to get off this maybe a little bit, when you look at uh, Ron Emanuel, who's talking about raising taxes for uh, tobacco taxes for this and that. They are, Very you know, unstable tax. They could throw the top accountable. They could throw them accountable. They could save a billion dollars right there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there are different ways they, you know, they could have been dealing with this. They could have saved a lot of money by making some of these people responsible for what they do. So that, and by initiating a, a tobacco tax, which is a very unstable tax, because you can't count on a steady stream there at all. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's a publicity stump, basically. You know, if it passes, it, well, it's going to pass because you know how the city council is here in Chicago. They'll do whatever Ron tells them to do, including kissing their own behinds. So it's another answer. I imagine it will pass, but it's not going to make a big difference because there are some. He's got some huge problems. He's not that far away from actually being uh, being possibly. I won't say indicted, but he's getting very, very close to being exposed for his part in this court cover up. Very close. I hope you're right. Yeah, I I was reading. We we had. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now, we, we had we, we had a little debate uh, earlier this week uh, because I made yeah. a comment that <laughs> you, 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 you kind of got me a little bit, but I, yeah, that was that was, that was cool. But it's like we always have good spots. But uh, I have said that uh, 
accused Bubba of kind of being part of the cover-up because he's sitting there claiming confidence in uh, Rahm Emanuel, and he's he, as smart as he is, much smarter than me. I know he knows that this is a blatant, legitimate cover-up. Now, I thought about it later, and I said, well, maybe he's saying this just to keep the DOJ's uh, rhythm going with their investigation and going to let them just handle it. That could be. And But you, you, took, you took a little, uh, when I mentioned that Obama was being part of the conspiracy, you kind of got me about that. What, what, was, what, was your, what problem did you have with that? Or just tell them what okay. problem you had with that. First of all, President Obama, no one has actually heard him say those things, that his aide, that was something that came out of his office, supposedly. Now, if it's true or not, I don't know. I hope it's not, but if it is, it sucks. However, there has been speculation, including by, by me, that did President Obama know about this tape? Which is, you know, I don't know. I don't know how close he and Emmanuel have been since, uh, you know, Emmanuel came here and got elected. But right, I, right. I don't know if he has any knowledge of this tape. Had he seen the tape or any of that? So I kind of object to people uh, accusing him of being part of a cover-up without factual information. You know, that's my mm-hmm. thing. I mean, if you want to make an accusation like that, there should be some way you can tie that to him. And right now there is nothing that I can see. Whereas, uh, and you brought up the point that since he endorsed him for mayor, that was prima facie evidence that he was involved in the cover-up. And so quite that's when I had to go to my research. And and not had, I wasn't I went, I went, I went necessarily saying, well, you know what, I, that reaction, I, I definitely I can say that that was out of some frustration with the fact that uh, it, it, even though he, and you sent me some facts uh, that he endorsed other mayors when I had said that uh, he hadn't done it. And, right. of course, I was wrong. You sent me some pure facts. I couldn't argue with you at all on that, man. Uh, and I'm saying, well, if he, being the president of the United States, and took the time from whatever else he had to do to endorse him, when they mm-hmm. screw up as bad on the level that Rahm Emanuel has screwed up, he can take that same little bit of time and say, hey, even behind the scenes, dude, you need to cut out. You need to do something. And, well, we don't know uh, if he's done it. You, you and I do not know if this is what has occurred. There are things that we will never know. You know, we don't know what's being said behind the scenes. I'll give you an example. You know how tight Rahm Emanuel and Governor Bruce Warner have been over the years. They vacationed together. You know, they've been like buddy, buddy, buddy over the years. And now they're at each other's throats. So we don't know who said what to whom. And I think it's a bit much. I think, you know, I'm not talking about you personally. I'm just talking about people in general seem to think that the president is a messiah rather than a president. And we do have a whole system of government here that we have to look to before we go start blaming things on the president, especially with local issues of this nature. Now, myself, I would love to hear him come out and say something about, you know, about this case and others. But all you have to do is look at the results of what has happened every time he's spoken on race here in this country. You can go to each time. I mean, I'm talking about from Trayvon Martin. I'm talking about to Michael Brown. I'm talking to Ferguson and uh, two of the other cases I can't think of right off the top of my head. But every time that happens, it, it takes focus away from everything else that, that he and uh, his administration are trying to do. And so it's, it's, my, it's my opinion that he is deliberately, like, like in last night's address, He'll mention things, but he won't go into depth on it because once you get there, you give you give the noise machine uh, all the room they need to obscure everything that's going on. 
And we are, as a black people in this nation, are 13% of the population. Chicago is a much smaller percentage of that. And he simply cannot afford, as president, to scuttle the whole, his whole agenda because of what's going on here. Even though he may, I don't know what, you know, it may really be bothering him, and I, I assume it is. But there's not too much he can say without getting off message for the whole nation. And that's been my whole point right here. He's the president, not, not our messiah. And there's only, you know, there's some things he can do and can't do, and there's some things he will do and won't do. And I think we should know by now that he plays chess rather than plays checkers. We've seen this too many times. We, I've, I've, I've seen things that he's done that, you know, oh, I said, oh, now I understand why he did this or why he did that. Uh, I'm not saying this is the case now because I get pissed off with him just like everybody else, but not to the degree where I'm going to just trash him just, uh, and join and join in the unrelenting opposition that he has faced ever since he walked. No, actually, before he even walked into that office, and I, I I can't do that. I won't do it. A good point, man. I tell you, you 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 know you, you got me. You know when you spar and somebody get a good hook on you, you know and you go down and you just get your ass back up. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And dance around a little bit, but uh, that just goes to show you, people, and, I, and I'm guilty of it, and I probably most people are. Sometimes when you react, react uh, emotionally, you can tend to, uh, you know, kind of kind of curve around a little bit and uh, miss point. It happens, you know, and I don't have a problem admitting it when it happens. Uh, yeah, we had, it, I had, a, uh, I got into it with an attorney this morning, uh, uh, Matt McGill show on WVON. And uh, he, they were trashing the uh, the State of the Union speech for this reason and for that reason. And, I heard uh, it. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> oh, you heard it? Yeah, but go ahead and tell the people. Uh, y'all were listening. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, I mean, wait a minute. I said, wait, this is enough of this crap. So I called the attorney. Uh, I won't name his, I won't name him. He's having an event, a, a sponsored event this Saturday called The Dream and all that. And his whole premise is for young people, what are we going to do after Emmanuel's gone, after Alvarez's gone, what are you going to do with your future, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And I called him out on it. I said, you all are talking about the same things, but yet you are, you know, you're trashing, you're trashing the speech, but you haven't read it because you couldn't have read it because right there in the first paragraph uh, 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 are things that you said he never said. And then he repeated something similar to that later on in the speech. I'm going to send you a transcript. You're a lawyer. Read the, you know, read it. Yeah, I heard that. Read it for yeah. yourself. If you didn't hear it, or either that or you put, you know, I didn't call him a liar, but I did say he's contradicting himself. I said, you're contradicting yourself. On one hand, you want to blast the speech, but on the second hand, you're, uh, things that, 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 that you are touting, you know, for black entrepreneurship and stuff, these are things that are mentioned in this speech, things that you should know. And you know, so, so if you're gonna if you're gonna trash the man, trash him factually. Don't trash him on emotion. You know, he's, he's now, not on, that, on that note. Yep. On that note, because we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, I gotta take, gotta do a little old school break. Come right back, and we'll talk about the uh, the uh, State of the Union. I have not been able to hear the whole thing. I did get up this morning and listened to about half of it, and I wrote a few notes down of things that I thought were uh, interesting, mm-hmm. nonetheless. And we'll we'll come back. We'll talk about that. I also wanna going to this uh, thing that it's really been kind of pissing me off, and I've just been shaking my head so hard I don't need a damn neck brace, man. This affluenza bullshit. The what? And, uh, oh, affluenza. <laughs> affluenza. Uh, oh, because he's so rich, uh, he's been privileged, so they couldn't teach him right from wrong. You think that would work for us? Yeah. You know, for our young kids who maybe didn't learn right from wrong because they were too poor and had conflicts and so forth in their lives? Sickening, man. Yeah, it is. Okay. The hypocrisy is just going off the roof. It's going through the roof, man. It, 
in our face, right? Smack in uh, our every, face. Brother. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about it. Absolutely. We'll call, talk about that more as soon as we come back.
the gun he held got him expelled. He will never return, for he has earned street recognition for putting ammunition into so many others, hurting so many mothers with the gun he found just laying around. Now the table has turned, because his mother just learned her son lay dead from a bullet to his head. Carrying a gun doesn't make you number one. A finger on a trigger doesn't make you any bigger. While you squeeze and fire, let another child lay dead. Some say with nerve, justice was served. He got what he deserved. While a mother and or father cry tears that flow like water, then tomorrow someone's daughter becomes a victim to the slaughter. As we bury our young, those knowing turn and run, not wanting to snitch and tell who fired the gun. Red light cameras have a perfect view. Over the line, a ticket mailed to you. Blue light cameras on poles everywhere. Do they even function or are they just up there? We call on politicians and the leaders of religions to start up a petition to pray for intervention and hold to the conviction. There is a resolution to give us a solution to save this generation from a plague of destruction, this violent eruption of not living life, just ending someone's life. Give them a voice to tell why they make this choice. Let their story be told about being so cold. Let them talk about their pain so that we may gain an understanding why so many had to die. And understanding why they think if someone dies, it will exterminate the lives of the colors they despise, which in truth is a disguise. It's a symbol worn for lack because no one had their back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take this city back. We've got to attack this name Chirac. It's time to take our city back. Take it back. And that was a poem from who I have uh, crowned. Uh, she is one of my South Shore High School alumni. I have deemed her the South Shore High alumni poet laureate, Deborah Alice. Okay. That was all right. Uh, it was on point. I love it. I love it. I make a point to play it on the show. Wow, powerful. No profanity. That's the way. Now, if it's going to be rap, that's the kind of rap I'm talking about. There you go. State of the Union, Brother Dan, what did you think? What did you, uh, I know you saw the whole thing. What did, what did you oh, yeah. uh, come away from that night? Well, I think because, he was trying to spread. I'm sorry, were you about to say something? I was going to say besides that dude sitting behind him with, the, with making faces. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, they do that. Anyhow, um, basically, uh, in my opinion, I, I think I really thought the speech was very thorough, but it left out some things that I would have liked to have been emphasized. But at the same time, I know why they weren't emphasized. Now, that's what I got into it with that attorney on uh, on air today about. Uh, he seems to be of the mind that uh, we at the back of the line getting crumbs, et cetera, and et cetera. And I said, did you actually look at some of the things that are that have been done? And it, do you look? Did you listen to some of the things that he he is proposing that will benefit us greatly? And one of the first things that I mentioned was a little known uh, development. Uh, you familiar with Bobby Jindal down there, the governor, the former governor of Louisiana? I imagine, right? Oh yeah, Bobby Jindal. Okay, Bobby Jindal oh, had yeah. to leave office, and he's been replaced by a Democrat. So in one day. 
300,000 people that did not have health care now have health care in the state of Louisiana. Now, that is huge. That's just one state. There is no way, you know, you can get by in today's climate if you're working or if you're an entrepreneur and not have health care of some type because it's just too expensive. It was the leading cause of bankruptcy in the entire country. That's a fact. There's no getting around that. That is being greatly diminished, and a lot more people are insured as a direct result of Obamacare. But also at the same time, most of the states with Republican governors have refused to uh, pay for it and won't let the government pay for it because they, they refuse to let them have access to the Medicare funds, Medicaid funds. So there are still millions of people, many of them whom are black, that can't get health care because the Republicans don't like President Obama. So, you know, things like that need to be pointed out. I mean, they are really dragging their feet and hurting the American people because of their personal dislikes and because of their personal prejudices. And I don't see how anyone can look at it any other way. Also, if you look at uh, – if he comes up with this plan, if this plan is successful – to provide two years of free community college to everybody in the United States that wants to go. That would greatly reduce college costs. Now, they have already already, uh, made it a law that that, uh, a person with a student loan can only pay 10% of their salary, no more, towards a student loan. So regardless of what you make, 10% is all that the banks can, can, can drag out of you. And they are taking the banks out of this equation, which is another good thing, because, you know, they want some money off the top. So some of the money is just going into their pockets, and it's not benefiting anyone. Mm-hmm. Also, he also proposed uh, preschool, preschool K, uh, uh, pre-K training, which basically, as uh, we used to call it, Head Start back in the day. And we need to get that back. So when you go into school as a four or five or six year old, you are already partially prepared and you got a leg up rather than being two, three, four, five years behind by the time you get to the sixth or seventh grade. At least you'll have a head start on that. That would be huge. Education is the key to everything that you do here in this country. And, you know, to not to not take advantage of that and to not invest in that is just pure madness. You know, so I, I really like uh some of the things he was saying, oh, I almost forgot, teaching, teaching our children code. Code is the language of the future. And there are already a lot of uh, individual efforts. You remember Van Johnson? He used to be a part of, uh, yeah. part of the president's cabinet. Okay. He yeah. himself has committed to teaching over 100,000 of our, of our children uh, polit- uh, computer code. And there are other programs similar to that. Uh, the president wants to get the government involved in it. We want to teach all the children code that want to learn it. So, Because if you don't know code, I guess, in the near future, you're going to be pretty much illiterate. And you're, going to be, you're going to be doomed, to, you know, to flip burgers the rest of your life. So, you know, there's, you know if we get these things rolling, I mean, there's, the, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. There, right now, as, as we speak now, there are five and a half million jobs open of all types right now. Okay, now our unemployment rate is depends on who you ask. They say it's right around nine, between 8 and 10% right now. Okay, we have about 30 million black people in the country. I think that's correct. So if we could get even half of those jobs, that's a huge dent in our unemployment rate. But we got to be trained about jobs. The, when, he, when he started talking about the jobs, I, I really kind of get 
kind of cringe a little bit when they started talking about jobs and employment rate and so forth because if they wouldn't let the jobs go overseas like they have, that's part of the problem. I had a dispatch, a, a job at a State Farm in Bloomington a couple of weeks ago. And I tell you, if I was a blindfold you and take you up in that place, and if mm-hmm. it's a blindfold off, you think you was you think you was in India, man. Okay, you I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you brought that up. There have been at least three bills, the most recent just this past summer, that they've tried to push through Congress that would penalize companies for doing this, for outsourcing, at least fine them, or offer them some incentive to bring these jobs back. And the Republicans have blocked every last one of them. This is a fact. Look it up for yourself. I mean, they've been trying to bring jobs back here. But they don't want to. Okay. They would rather have people unemployed or, or working in substandard jobs rather than cooperate with this president. It's pretty sick stuff going on here, man. This is really, that, really... that's, that's the problem. That's the jobs yeah. are gone. I mean, and they have jobs. Maybe they're waiting and pending. But what type of jobs and what do they pay? It used to be you didn't need to graduate from high school. You can go work in a steel mill and still make a living and take mm-hmm. care of a family. Yeah. You know. And, well, there's still some of those jobs left. Uh, the lady from the Urban League, I don't know if they posted them on the Urban League website yet, but there were some $50,000 a year jobs where they will train you if you have a high school diploma and GEDs, and I forget how many jobs there were, and uh, I forget what the category was, actually. It was some kind of manufacturing job, some kind of tool, tool and die thing, and they will train you themselves, but you got to have your high school diploma and GED and be drug-free. There was, there was about three or four different jobs like that, that uh, the lady went over. I tried to get the Perry Small on WON to post it on their website, but as usual, that went over their heads. They ain't done that yet. So I got to go back to. Uh, I'm going to go back to the Urban League and call these people myself, so I can get the, so I can have the specific information because I like to post this stuff on my on my uh, Facebook page. But uh, there are some jobs they have available, and the Urban League will also train you for a lot of these jobs. And these are just GED and high school diploma jobs, and the, but. They also want you to be drug-free, which has been a problem in some areas, as you well know. Yeah, I bet it has. I bet it has, yeah. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I wrote a couple of things down from what I listened to, and I, I thought the uh, one thing I was kind of interested, I said, oh, wage insurance. Hmm. You mean if you get another job, you lose, you get another one, don't make quite as much, can't pay you. You mean they have an insurance program that will help you get over the hump? I thought well, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's a proposal. Yeah, and why not? How come? Uh, why, why should you be? Why shouldn't your four hundred one k be should follow you wherever you go? Why do you have to cash out your four hundred one k and pay the banks huge huge penalties when you leave leave a job? Oh, I, oh yeah, no, that's no not right. No doubt about it. Your four hundred one k should stay with you. And he, I also wrote down the uh, making college affordable, two years of free college. But one thing I uh, was curious about: I'm wondering if the two years of free college would it do? Would it harm the HBCUs? Do you think that would make a difference at all, or would that just be a uh, casualty well, to something that would get more people in the, in the school? How would you, how well, would right now, HBCUs are hurting so badly, I don't see I can hurt them much more. Actually, I'm thinking that some of the HBCUs may want to reexamine their business model and possibly become a, a first two-year college and get a part of this. At least they can get the funding. That's interesting. That's just I hadn't thought that way. Yeah, that's just something I threw off the top of my head. You know, some of the some of the ones that are really struggling. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, uh, apply for that status, and perhaps get the funding, and then rebuild your school from there. 
I mean, that's a that's a double double benefit right there. That's a good point. That's a good point. That is a hell of a point, man. I had thought about that. Wow. Yeah, that's something okay. that can work yeah, for, I, for uh, us on a lot of levels. You you know what else I noticed on, on the speech yesterday? It, it, it just is real small stuff, but every every everything other thing he was saying, they were clapping, standing up, clapping. But you know, one thing right. I noticed that Harold got a, a whimper when he said the gas prices are under two bucks a gallon. Did you notice mm-hmm. that? Now you, I didn't hear the part you said before that. Repeat the sentence because you broke up just a little bit. No, no, no. I said that it seemed like every other thing he was saying, the, the, you know, those who supported him were standing up, clapping, you know, clapping and, you know, making noise, rah, 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 pep. Right. But it was unusually quiet when he, I expected the whole room to stand up saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could damn near hear a pin drop when he said, mention the gas prices were under two bucks. He kind of stood there for a couple of seconds and he just carried on. Well. Well, you know who's paying the bills now, don't you? Absolutely. And in the story, the lobbyists—they're not—they're not happy about this this gas price drop, and they're yeah, going to be a lot less happy as these other technologies get developed. I mean, there's there's a method right now that even Exxon and places like that are investing in that uh, they found a way to extract oil from sand. And they're working on that now. Right now, it's expensive. It's like other new technology. But if they get that going, man, and that plus the fact you see those uh, those windmills that are, that are using air power and so forth, you see those, right? Those big windmills yes. that they have yes. in, in a lot of places, yes. they're putting yes. those underwater. Yes. Well, they're putting those underwater using uh, deep sea drilling technology. They're putting those underwater, and you have a continuous current underwater as opposed to the air. And so that's going to put another huge dent in it. They're going to put them all up. They're going to put a lot of them offshore in various areas. They study in areas off of different countries. And when they start doing that, and you combine that with the new technology, uh, pretty soon uh, I think uh, fossil fuels are on the way out. It's going to have to be because, you know, it's, it's, it's tearing up the planet. It's tearing so the planet really up in right now. It really helps you to see how screwed that the Bush administration was was getting us with these gas prices, man. Gas didn't have to be that high. It hit five bucks for premium at one time, I remember. Well, yeah. And here in Texas and uh, Missouri, it's, it's like you know dollar fifty nine cents a gallon over here. Mm-hmm. And but you know, the thing about ahead, gas prices, even though I think there are some things that a president can do. I never give too much credit or too much blame for gas prices to any president simply because the prices are set on the world market. Now, the only way a president can really affect those prices is if he releases the oil reserves. And that only that only affects it between 5 to $0.07 cents per gallon. I mean, this has already been studied. That's why, you know, they blamed President Obama for, for high gas prices when he first got in there. So I don't blame him for taking credit for what's going on right now. But uh, the president and the administration has very little to do with gas prices. Uh, that's just a fact. So, you know, when I heard them slamming him with the high gas prices, I had to talk about it. And then when he's getting credit for this, I had to talk about that, too, because factually it's not correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's having the world market. The world market wow. determines your gas prices, not, not, not any one country's uh, uh, policies. Because China, China's hurting the black a big dog. China's, China's hurting. Uh, the Soviet Union is hurting too. They, they didn't want these gas prices going down either because you know they export a lot of oil, and so now all these countries are in uh, in competition to ship oil. But everybody's got you know a lot of people have their own right now. 
the Chinese are trying to take over uh, Nigeria's oil, oil fields, and they're doing a damn good job of it. They almost got it all, too. Nigeria also has a lot of oil. But oil is on the way out. I probably won't live to see it, but pretty soon it's going to be one of the least. It's going to be like kerosene is today, you know, used here and there. Yeah, yeah, I, I, man, that was. Uh, I hope you're right, brother, because it, it, something's happening. Something's happening. Yeah, it's changing. Uh, you the got, technology you got a little changing. More, Go ahead. You got a few more minutes, Dan. You got a little. You got a little more time uh, on your hand. Uh, you sure. What you got? What you got? Uh, no, we no. We're going to take a break. And when I was going to, uh, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, this police board. They call themselves. They're faking the community out by <laughs> making them believe that they're going to have a say in the next uh, police chief. I also want to talk about a little bit of the affluenza. Uh, mm-hmm. I got something to say about this Arnie Duncan, his little pony, dog and pony show he had last month at Saint Sabana, talking about violence uh, yeah. and the Flint Water tragedy, the Flint Water issue. That's something that's really, 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 really big and tragic. I've been that's, talking uh, about that for months, man. I'm glad it's starting to get yeah. some traction. Yeah, yeah, I've been hearing about it for months uh, with Warren yep. Warren Valentine, and uh, yep. now it's finally caught fire, and somebody hopefully will have a oh, damn time. Have a head roll. Yeah, that, that that's that's yeah, huge, man. How you poison? Poison out thousands of people like that and then walk away. And that is that's amazing. They, 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 maybe they can share a spell with uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, man. Cause somebody got to go. Somebody got to go. <laughs> no, ain't none of them white folks going to jail with Kwame. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. But we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a quick break and we come, we're going to talk about the police and uh, the, the board and all that crap and all the other stuff and uh, just hold on and uh, we'll be right back.
Maceo. Need I say right. more? <laughs> okay, we are back. <laughs> yeah, I love that cut. Uh, yeah. Man, this issue with, with the Flint water, when when did you first start hearing it? I've been hearing about it for quite a while myself, and uh, then it really um, broke see. out just recently. I'd say maybe a, maybe a year ago, maybe. Okay. Because it happened saying. like three years ago. Yeah, about a year ago. And I said, at first, it was one of those stories, okay, they had a problem with the water, blah, blah, blah. But as I started reading more of it, and then lead's involved, I mean, what could be worse? Once you find out lead's involved, you got to shut it down. So then he sends in the National Guard with bottled water after they get busted. Yeah, how do you use that debate? How many bottles does it take to, to, to get some decent bath water? And then you got to boil water, going to make your bills go up higher. And then they're charging them for this dirty water. Yeah, yeah, that that's it, uh, yeah. It's really it's really stunning. It's really stunning. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, there's a full investigation into this. As it stands right now, I don't see anybody that's really actually investigating per se, unless I miss something. But eventually, somebody's going to have to say something. Somebody's going to have to own up to this. And then those kids, are, those kids have been permanently damaged. Yes. You know, lead. Lead is not. You know, you can't. You can't. The, the brain does not regenerate itself. And that even gets in even your brain, as we speak, even as we speak, I mean, you you go you go to Flint, and what do you do? I mean, what what do they do? I mean, they give them bottled water. What you take a you got to take a bath. You got to eat. You got to cook. What what are the restaurants? All that. Using? I mean, what are All they in the schools, the prisons, everywhere? Yep. Everything. Everything. Yeah, but it's not just Flint. It's some of the surrounding area too. It's not just the city of Flint itself, but I think there's some of the surrounding areas. So there's quite a few thousand people involved in this. But you know what? We're on the subject of lead. Now, this is something that uh, that's never talked about either. Uh, all buildings built before 1975 in the cities had lead paint in them. There are thousands of buildings still in existence in the cities where guess who, guess who lives in these cities? that still have lead paint in them. So as we discuss this and as we look around and things are changing, you know, when they urban renew and all that, when they tear the buildings down and rebuild them, uh, 70, I think it's 75 to 80% of all the buildings with lead in them have black residents in them. So there's been generations of our children that have been sucking up lead. And lead causes learning disabilities which, in my wow. view, is part wow. of the reason that in the cities we do so poorly in school. I think we have whole generations of children, probably me too, because sometimes I'm a little nutty too, that, that has, uh, you know, that's been ingesting lead for most of their adult lives. But that's yeah, not something they... Yeah, mix with everything else. You mix yeah. with everything else, including yeah. lead, man. Then you, then you wonder why, you know, that could be a hell of a, uh, a foundation mm-hmm. on why we have, a, have the problems that we have as we speak, man. But all the buildings built before 75 have lead paint. And those are in the cities where black people live. And nobody seems to want to touch that. Well, some heads need to grow up, but I don't like you say it had it been a, a, like a Marion Barrier or a Carmen Kilpatrick or any black mayor you can think of. But I tell you, they, yeah. they, they'd, they'd have been held accountable. Shit, they'd have been on the. Uh, you, well, you already know. Anybody already yeah. knows. You've got to yeah. take that down. But I hope they get it together, man, because they need a whole new overhaul. What, you know, bottled water? Come on, man. They got, they, yeah, you can't do that indefinitely. And then, and then in, in addition to that, you're also generating, you're generating 
tons and tons of uh, pollution. Because those bottles, you know, those bottles don't don't uh, don't decompose. So your right, landfills exactly. are going to get filled exactly. up, and then you, it's going to go back. Even the good water is going to end up with a lot of plastic. You've seen those pictures of the islands of plastic and out in the ocean and stuff. I mean, they yeah. have literally oh, yeah. islands yeah. Open, larger than Manhattan uh, that are floating around. Mostly, it's mostly plastic stuff that floats, and they're floating around in the ocean right now. There's just so much of that crap, and it, w- it will not decompose, and we're running out of landfill space. You can't burn it because it's putting the PCPs up in the air. Well, they're there and going to have to deal with Flint, man. I mean, I know it's crazy and out, out there, but, hell, everything, you know, the situation is out there. But, you know, you, they're going to have to what, they gonna do, relocate the people somewhere else until they get it together. How, how, people, how are they going to still be living there? Where are they going to put them? Knowing, that's what I say. It's out there. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they're going to put them. <laughs> you know, you, you oh, see the way man. they treat yeah. people. Like, yeah. You see the way yeah. people got after Katrina. Nobody wanted them. They had to scatter them all over the country. I mean, how, how, how about how black refugees? This country don't want to deal with. That's a damn shame, boy. I, I, I just hope it keeps on blowing up and blowing up because this is this is deep. And and you know, if it's happening here, something that's like that is happening somewhere else. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, and as it stands right now, they say um, they say um, there's only on the Earth's surface, there's only about. One to two percent of that water, because they can't use the salt water in the oceans. One, one to two percent of the water, but the landlocked water is really uh, fit for human use, especially in the, you know the sub-Saharan areas. So water is, is becoming more and more precious. That's why they. I hope they get this uh, desalinization thing together, where they can desalt the water in the oceans. Because as it stands right now, the fresh water is uh, being fought over. It's been there've been water wars going on in this country for at least 20 to 30 years that I know of, uh, especially out west, California, Nevada, uh, Arizona, uh, all those states out there, they're fighting for the underwater, uh, the underwater, underground water they call aquifers, and that's where their water comes from. Now, we are sitting here on the lakes here. This is the largest depository of fresh water anywhere in the country, are these lakes, but the lake levels are way down. So it, it's no joke, man. This water is becoming a real serious problem. And I said a while back, oh, though, yeah. uh, water is going to be more expensive to gas than gas. And if you go by a gallon right now, water is more expensive than gas. We probably we, 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 I know we, we're not going to get into everything that we that I had down here, but I do want to touch on. Uh, I didn't mention that before the break, but Taraji uh, Henson had some interesting comments at the uh, Globe Awards, man, and I, I, I really appreciated that she. Uh, said what we pretty much already know, but it's nice mm-hmm. to see somebody on on point saying that uh, you know she's the parts that she's played, but it takes for her to play uh, the role as Cookie to win an award. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then you know I've been I had a little on air debate with a couple of people. They they seem to be upset with Taraji. She was passing out cookies, so she couldn't be that upset or go do something else. And she took the award. Blah yeah yeah yeah. You know you gonna hear all that. But those are people that usually like those kind of shows. My deal is simply this. Uh, yeah, they, they're part of it, but why can't they speak out on it and try to make it better? Sisters, have, sisters and actually brothers, have been, brothers also have been complaining about the lousy roles that they've been getting in these films and movies of, ever since I can remember. And, it, you know, it's just the same thing on television. 
same thing on television. Television roles, movie roles, uh, you know, we get to play all these old cruddy parts. And when we play something really thuggish enough for something they can really look at as degenerate, and we get rewarded for it in the form of Academy Awards and Golden Globes. I mean, that's that's well, been the pattern. It kind of helped me respect, uh, even though I'm not, I'm definitely not a uh, Empire Scandinavia fan. You know, I like news, informative stuff, documentaries, something I can learn from. But mm-hmm. I, I, it did help me to say, you know, okay, if you're gonna, you know, I understand you got to make money and you got to make a living. Okay, fine. Exactly. But 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 at least but at least you took the time to speak out on it. And I appreciate. Yeah, she's that. getting criticized for, for some quarters. Some people are criticizing it. I don't understand it. It's like some people act like they are, like we're not supposed to say anything. And I think we should back people up when they when they when they step forward. That's what I think. I I agree. I agree. I, 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 I appreciate the rappers. It. The rappers who have, who have come out and said, "Hey, you know, they they told us in these meetings that if, if we do X Y Z, that's how we get paid. We try to do something positive and so forth, you know, and so on." Uh, that's a whole other story. I don't even want to mix that with this. I don't even want to mix. Yeah, that. I heard you. I appreciate. Yeah, I don't believe that one alone. But I do appreciate yeah, I'm glad you spoke out myself personally. I, like I said, I've never seen Scandal. I've never seen Empire and probably never will in my lifetime. Cause I think 95% of the stuff that, that that comes on on uh, regular television, I've never seen any of those programs for the last 20 years or so. And I can say that with a straight uh-huh. face. I, I just haven't seen uh, any of I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't, you know, I don't but, mess around with it. You know? Not at all. Okay. Uh We'll, we'll 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 shut it we'll we'll shut it down with this last uh we gotta talk about this uh fairy tale uh police board. What 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 do you think about this man? What is 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 the okay. dupe is the dupe squad out there on this man? What Here we that? go. With the, okay. <laughs> what a lot of people don't realize is when Rahm Emanuel was first elected, he appointed the first police board. Okay. They did absolutely nothing. And there was a lot of complaints. You know, I, I forget the, the the exact uh events that precipitated him forming IPRA. IPRA was supposed to have been the new and improved version of the police board. Okay? We all know how that turned out. More garbage. So this is actually the second police board. He's had two police boards and IPRA in the time he's been in office in a little over four years. And no, that's a fact. And none of them has been have been effective. As a matter of fact... They even fired uh, the one brother who wanted to find some, uh, uh, a shooting unjustified that the cops did. Uh, they fired him, and they took the power away from the other two people that were on the board. That because I think it's like uh, three, six, seven, or eight people on there. I forget how many people they had on there. And, and and they took the power away from the others that voted to convict a couple of these cops on this stuff. Now, please keep in mind that there was damn near 500 cases that the, that that Ipra that IPRA uh, dealt with, and they had a grand total of two unjustifieds out of all those cases. So basically, you shoot somebody or jack somebody up as a cop, the chances of you being punished for it are almost almost negligible. They're almost non-existent. And even when you do do something about it, the powers that be turn on you. And you can't, now I didn't hear Emmanuel and none of them people coming to this man's defense when he got fired. Now, all of a sudden, you know, he wants to reform it again, but it's the same old garbage. They don't have any subpoena power. I mean, what good is, what good is a, a board like that? And they can't subpoena witnesses. They can't subpoena documents. Uh, they, can't call, they can call witnesses, but they don't have any teeth. And they have a small budget, which is, you know, which is uh, part, of the, part of the scam. 
They keep the budget low. Keep the investigate. They don't have investigators. So basically, they're there for window dressing. I said it before, and I'll say it again. Now they're doing this dog and pony show, claiming they want they want uh, input from the uh, community for the next police chief. But another answer. What about all the years prior to this? If they really wanted that, it would have been done a long time ago. Is another another insult? The do squad in motion, man. It, 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 it's it's all it is. It's garbage. It's straight up garbage. I, I, they can't do anything. I read and I watch this stuff and listen to it, and I and I tell you, I can't believe how this is happening right before our eyes. But you still have people who just refuse to come out of their comfort zone and acknowledge it because I guess to do that would be stressful or whatever it is. It would it would agitate their comfort zone, and they just can't have that. No, man. I, I, I know it's, it's so many people that want to stick their head between their legs and, and, and just, you know, they will not deal with this stuff. They don't want to talk about it. They get pissed off if you talk about it. They get pissed off if you they see you. Then they get pissed off at demonstrators, but they don't get pissed off at the people that's doing the shooting and stuff. It's amazing to me. Really, one, one more thing. I'm not even going to the affluent thing. We 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 know what's up with that. And we it's just yeah. another yeah, that Doctor Pussing could probably go into that. And, you know, just listen to the all day long. The that's that's all it's about. So we ain't even got to break that down. But I did want to. Uh, where the oh oh one more thing. Check look. What the hell is going on here, man? Where uh the the, the black female sergeant in New York? They're gonna charge her. <laughs> in the murder of, this is what right in my face, man. What the. You want to know about that one? Check this out. Go ahead, man. This okay, right check this out. Okay. She was the she was the ranking officer on the scene. Now, ironically enough, her name is Kizzy, K-I-Z-Z-Y, just like in Roots. Mm-hmm. Now, at first I was outraged that she was the only person that got charged when it was a okay. white man's arm around his neck from behind. But then I mm-hmm. thought about it. I'm like... If you're the ranking officer and you heard this man say, I can't breathe 11 times, why in the hell didn't you try to do something? So I'm saying, the hell, I don't give a damn what happens to that heifer. Screw her. She's a, she, I don't, I don't if, you, if you're going to be an officer, be an officer. You're going to sit there and I watch agree. those white folks strangle this man to death and you ain't going to do nothing? I don't give a damn what happens to that hoe. Excuse my language. <laughs> no, no, I'm I, serious. I feel you. I feel you. No, I, I, I mean, I don't disagree you know, the with same thing happened. The same thing happened with Sandra Bland. The first sister, it was a black woman cop, was the first one on the scene. This man had dragged her out of camera range and slammed her head down on the pavement and had his knee on her neck, and she's screaming at the sister. You should, you should have obeyed him. You're getting what you deserve. I don't even want to talk to you. I could have kicked her face in. You know, and the same thing with the Walter Scott case. You know, what a 50 some year old man tried to run away, and then the dude just yeah, got that. down on damn near on yeah, one knee and took aim and shot him, you know, shot him up and whatnot. It was a black right, guy right. first on the scene that was helping him, trying to plant a gun on him. You know, I got no use for people like that. Oh, I, I, you know, whatever I, happens to them happens to them. I don't give a damn what they do to them. And I, I feel I, the same thing about thing. same thing about Kizzy. Kizzy can go straight to hell as far as I'm concerned. My only thing is how easy it is for them to get the black folk. And, yeah, get them, get them. But how, how in the hell was the man who actually did the killing? Well, we know that. Yeah, well, we, that's, we that's, that's an outrage. I agree. Yeah, I know that is an outrage, but I also think it's an outrage for a, a black person with authority over these, that, that pack of hyenas didn't try to stop or intervene in any way, and this man said, I can't breathe 11 times. And she didn't say nothing. I hope she get to. I hope she get to apologize. I hope they all get to apologize to him in person. 
We are Everyday People, Global Internet Radio Network. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.